everyone, and welcome to Drunk Musicals. I'm Julie. I'm Jenny. I'm Roseanne, and we are Three, Three Drunk, Drunk Redheads. We are here to break down some of your favorite Broadway shows. We'll be bringing you history, trivia, and plot descriptions while also getting sufficiently toasted. Please be advised that this podcast will contain adult language and themes not suitable for children, as well as some drunk singing that's not suitable for anyone. All right, everyone, places! Thank Thank you, places! And enjoy the show! Considering we don't really know any music from this show at all. Yeah. We did like, pretty good. This was a su- success. This was a success. What, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it just it, sucks. How did, yes. how did this even happen? Um, well, it's a miracle. We're even singing together uh, in the same place right now. No, we are in the same room at the same time. We're mm-hmm. back. Yes. Bitches. Pennsylvania went into its yellow phase, mm-hmm. which means that small gatherings are permitted. True. As long as other social distancing measures are taken. So we decided we were tired of meeting via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so we are once again in person, which means the, the drunk singing, I'm sure you guys all just missed really? it. missed it so much. You were really like, missed it. Is, is back. Yeah. We really should have picked a show that we actually know the music for. So yeah, that's true. More impressive, I, I mean, but... like, I think we were just very successful. I think that was, I think that was still pretty we did, good. We did what mm-hmm. we meant to it do. It probably wasn't a, a harmony that exists in the show. I don't no. think so. It that's, works. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I surprised myself. It was great. Yeah. Hey, so, did you guys know what show we're talking about? Because you didn't see it when you clicked on it. <laughs> yeah, if you did your, like, drunk musicals roulette of just picking it up, so what's happening here? Oh, I'm spinning my phone. Okay, just wanted to check. Do you want me to stop? No. Okay. Follow your heart. I mean, I have a feeling that anyone who has turned a television on around the holidays has already guessed what show we are going to be talking about today. Yeah, I think You'll Shoot Your Eye Out is, pretty, a, is a very um, pretty recognizable, very recognizable uh, phrase. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah, We're doing a Christmas story. The musical. The musical. Do I get the birds right in the middle of it? <laughs> I keep clearing my throat because I've laughed. Christmas story. musical. <laughs> no, I've laughed so much that I my throat's all... Yeah, and I'm like, <coughs> same. Yeah. So why are we doing a Christmas show, y'all? Because it's, it's Christmas time. Christmas July. July. Oh shit. What? Oh, so <laughs> anyway, you're looking at your phone. yeah, it's oh, Christmas sorry. in July. Like something had a calendar. Yeah. Like, oh my so, god, the world is ending. It allegedly <laughs> should be July 27th when you're listening. To this. Yeah. So yeah, Christmas in July, y'all. Do something. So. Christmas, A Christmas Story, the musical, is a musical version of the movie A Christmas Story, if you haven't guessed that. No way. It's one of my favorite holiday movies. Yeah, it's, it's so one good. of those, like, must-sees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so, 
Um, the musical has music and lyrics. Oh my god! <laughs> Someone help me! I can't. We're talk. at Rosian. Music and lyrics by Pasek and Paul, and the book is by Joseph Robinette. Oh, the musical takes place in the 1940s in Indiana <laughs> and focuses on a child named Ralphie, and all he wants for Christmas is a Red Ryder BB gun. Just wants yeah. that BB gun. That's it. Guns. So that's the show we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Jenny, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some red wine. Thanks nice. for asking, Julie. <laughs> uh, we had a fantastic shot of Soko earlier, so... I sure did. Yep, those are my drinks for the evening. Mm. Yes. Roseanne? Delicious. I'm drinking a hibiscus LaCroix with gin. I love drinking a gin. Actually, I might have a gin and LaCroix later. Actually, I don't even have LaCroix. I just have, like, off-brand LaCroix. Oh, I know what that's like. <laughs> it's not even bubbly. I forget what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But it's strawberry and cucumber. Ooh. Ooh. It's very refreshing. So I'm actually kind of excited about it. Sounds good. Um, but for right now, I am also just drinking red wine. We're sharing a box. Yes. We are. We are <laughs> we're trying to slap the bag on my uh, on my box. Ooh, that's I just went to fix my glasses, <laughs> but I'm not wearing any. A box is another word for a vagina. Okay. I just slap mean when you slap your box. box. I said slap the bag. Because there's a bag oh. of wine inside of the I box. I said slap the box. No, I said oh, slap no. the bag. No, she said she was going to slap the bag inside her box. <laughs> you guys are the ones making this dirty. <laughs> I was way, saying that. We're I mean, going like, to... It sounded... We're going to finish my box of wine. It's still it sounded so, so bad that, Jewel, that Jenny and I were whatever. like, whatever, assholes, clink with me. Okay, oh, okay here. Clink. That's a real clink for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to Not, clink with myself. That's right. <laughs> and break can we one time not bring that up? <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Just like once in my entire life, especially considering that episode did not even make it. To I know. Air. That's I'll write it down for next time. I won't bring it up. We have to air it as like a special feature. Maybe one day. One day. Yeah. The audio is so bad though. It's so it's funny. It's a little hard to. I mean, maybe Sorry. maybe just that clip. Maybe we'll have like a blooper reel clip one yes. day. Yeah. Just like cut scenes. Oh my god, please. That'd be really funny. That would be amazing. Yeah. But back to Christmas story. Yes, please. The musical. <laughs> you may be a little confused. There are several different versions of a Christmas story out there. There's the movie you're probably familiar with. There is a play version of Christmas story. I think there's a couple. Yeah. yeah. And then there's Christmas story, the musical. And we are obviously talking about the musical version tonight. Um, but you know what? They're pretty much all the same freaking thing because it's the same story. And they all follow the story. Pretty closely. I was actually saying earlier that having, I was a huge fan of the movie and then having seen a play version recently and then finally seeing the musical version, there are like, I would say 60 to 70% of the lines are like identical between the three. I've never read the the book, the Gene Shepard book that inspired the original movie and thus spawned Mm -hmm. A Christmas Story as we know it. Um, but I have to assume that most of those lines came right from the book. And yeah. so they're just paying homage to that. But, well, I think um, people would be pretty, like, pissed off if the stage versions of the show took those major, really, really famous moments from the movie and didn't yeah. do them yeah. right. You well, know? and, like, every time every time Ralphie talks about the BB gun, it's not just 
the gun. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an official Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock and a thing that tells, tells time. time. Yeah, something like that. Carbine. It's, it's got a Carbine. very long name. Yeah, it's it's got a very long name. Red Rider bolt action. Something carbine, 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 carbine BB, BB gun with uh, the BB I always remember is like with a compass in the stock and a thing that tells time. Yeah, but like every time they mention it in any production, they always have to say the full yeah, like long yes, ass they name. do. Yep. Yeah. So there were a whole bunch of regional productions of the musical and tours, but it didn't officially make it to Broadway until November of 2012. And it was only a limited engagement for a month. It ended in December. And it like, it's not like it's not like I'm gonna go see a Christmas story in in March. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna be like in July, but then like, I'm like, ah, you were doing this Christmas in July thing. That makes sense. Yeah, though. and I feel like this was early Pasek and Paul. Like, oh yeah, Pasek and Paul. I don't think really hit it big, and I would say into La La Land. Yeah, that's. I mean, most people would know them from La La Land and um, Dear Evan Hansen. So this and Dogfight, they did Dogfight too. Uh, they did uh, Greatest Showman. Also. Oh, Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those were fairly recent. Twenty twelve. They were all is very recent. Quite a while ago. Yeah, it's true. comparatively. Yeah. I love the Lund Fontaine Theater. That's where I saw Finding Neverland. Aww. I saw that show twice. Aww. Oh, we gotta do that show. I love that show. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Pull oh, up I the love, list. I love that show. Uh, Pull fun. up the Google Doc. I'll add it. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, as she was saying, um, the I had production. Their name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh god. As Roseanne, last name redacted, was saying, <laughs> the show had a limited engagement in 2012, but it did also run in um, the, at the theater at Madison Square Garden um, in December of 2013. Um, and almost yearly, uh, the national tour has run seasonally yeah. since 2014. I feel like it was here in Philly last year. I'm, I probably was. Yeah. 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 I mean, if there's a national tour. And there it's are only so since. many holiday shows, but everybody wants to see there's like this. Well, when we were trying to decide, okay, we're going to do Christmas in July. What show should we do? Only we a were like, We were like, okay, uh, Christmas Story, Elf, yeah. White Christmas. Yeah. And I think I threw in Holiday Inn just to keep things spicy, but yeah. I don't really know that show very it's well. Not but only it's not just Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's got all the other holidays in it. But like, oh, and like a Christmas Carol. But like, ugh, yeah. Christmas Carol. And all of these shows <laughs> have like very short run <laughs> tours that go every yeah. you know, winter yeah. season. They're like, all right, time it's to get time. this shit done. Yeah. Um, a big thing they did though was in 2017, uh, this was chosen by Fox to be their season's like live musical mm-hmm. it's a delight it honestly i i love yeah. so i only saw it very recently pretty much in preparation for this show because like i kind i missed it when it actually aired mm-hmm. and it wasn't a show i was familiar with so i didn't go out of my way to catch up on it and i heard like negative reviews about it so i never bothered watching it but i watched it in preparation for the show i don't get what all the negativity was about it I was so it was good we just watched cute. it and yeah. we the, throughout the whole show we all talked about how, like, they paid attention to so many details. Yeah. Which is really hard to do during a live-action film. Like, mm-hmm. there's there are, like, cars driving by in windows. Yeah. And, like... It, the attention to detail was yeah. insane. Yeah. And, like, I, I know, like, some of the reviews I were reading when they were, like... They were, like, okay, yeah, you gotta give them credit for, like, the scene transitions and the costume changes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think 99% of the performances 
were super stellar. And for a show with a bunch of kids, I even think most of the kids were pretty good. Yeah, they were really good. And the the production quality in this live was excellent. So I highly recommend it. If people told you it sucked, like, I don't know what, whatever. If if you hated it, email us. Let me know what your issue was. Because, like, (laughs) I personally don't get it. I thought it was super charming. And maybe maybe just because I'm nostalgic for the for the film, yeah. yeah. And maybe just because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. I thought it was great. I thought all the performances were fantastic, and it was yeah. just it was just fun. It was yeah. fun and cute. Yeah, yeah. they had a lot of really good names in yeah, the show. So like, oh yeah, Mickey Mouse was in it. Is <laughs> that your Mickey um, Mouse? I want to try to. This is a much better Mickey Mouse, but I. I want to oh, try oh, to say good. this man's last name. Okay. His name is Chris. Diamantopoulos. <laughs> I think it's Diamantopoulos. No, no. Oh, I wanted to try one more time. Oh, too late. No, because that, <laughs> that was going to be my correction. Di- Diamantopoulos. Well, anyway, he's the voice of Mickey Mouse. Julie taught he that is, to since me. Since 2012 or 13, wow. he's taken over. The Disney company is very specific. If, if somebody doesn't... So anytime Mickey Mouse has official audio, it's this guy. And... Yeah. You actually, he he sneaks it in he's to the live production. He totally snuck it in. Yeah, he totally snuck it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also had Matthew Broderick, Maya Rudolph, Jane Krakowski. Um, Anna Gaspar. Anna Gaspar. Yeah. Um, so good. And some, like, cameos. There was... Um, oh, Ken... Ken Jeong. Um, Ken Jeong. Yeah. Um, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. And Dave, David Allen Greer yeah. played Santa. Yeah. So there were some fun camps. I don't know. I thought it was really cute. It definitely wasn't the weakest of the live musicals. Oh, I've seen yeah. Again. No. Whatever. I, I'm not the kind of person who shits on the live musicals. I know that there are some it's people hard to who just off. get so snobby about them. And I'm like, listen, they're making an effort. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's... there. And, and Jenny actually made this comment earlier. A lot of them do rely on a certain amount of stunt casting. I don't feel like they did a ton of stunt casting with this show. No. I think, like... The stuntiest was maybe Maya Rudolph. Yeah. But, like, everyone else was, like... Like, Jane Krakowski is known for being on Broadway. She's and a dancer. She's phenomenal. And a dancer. Yeah. And Anna Gast- Gasteyer, which is funny, Roseanne didn't realize that she could sing. Because she's very well known for being on SNL. But I had seen her in the past in, like, Reaper Madness. Mm-hmm. And I knew she had played Elphaba. So, like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, ooh. Yeah, seasoned Broadway She's got to sing. Yeah. Her song was great, too. Her song was fantastic. One of, one of my favorites. And it's not... It's, well, I mean, maybe we'll mention it where they kind of snuck it in. That was written yeah. for the... Yeah. The uh, live production versus the Broadway show. Right. But yeah. But the cast was great, and like you could tell the general quality of the performers was very high. Mm-hmm. The Chris Diamantopoulos. Diamantopoulos. The, he's like a legit professional mm-hmm. quality, Broadway quality actor. William yeah. Ivy Long did the costumes. Oh. He is a very yeah. well known seasoned costume designer. No, I, I had that feeling. Everyone was up to par. Maya Rudolph is not the greatest singer, but you know, she she was good. She was her. in it. She, she, she was in it. Yeah. Her acting was great. Her acting was fun. Yeah. Yeah. She she can carry a tune. Yeah. She just like is untrained. You can hear yeah. in her voice she's untrained. Yeah. But, like, she, she, it's not, it, it wasn't awful. It was not the worst I've heard in no. some of the live performances. And, like, I feel like she covered up for the things that, like, she probably thinks of as, like, a weakness for herself. She yeah. acted so, well, you made the mention that, like, some yeah. of the notes where you would have been more held out. Yeah. She just cut off early instead of trying to hold yeah. them out and sounding yeah. bad. Like, like the, um, in her song, <coughs> like, the end goes, like, that's what a mother does. Like she was just like does. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was an acting choice, right? And like all 
all like what she was doing during the that's what a mother like it was very like talky 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 mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but it like worked well that's what that's what you're supposed if you can't sing the notes that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to act or, if you're being stunt casted in something yeah. Cameron Dallas uh, okay um you should act through the notes that you can't sing mm-hmm. that's what, um that's what I do like in my life <laughs> <laughs> Just, just act through what you can't sing and move forward. Don't try to sing what you can't. Yeah, basically. And yeah. so Maya Rudolph, I think, was a she did a good really job with that example of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. So our personal experiences. Uh, this is gonna be very short. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I feel like you have the longest. Yeah. So I actually auditioned. And it was just like show. almost got cast. <laughs> no, I didn't. Like I don't think I almost got cast at all. I think they knew exactly who they wanted when I went mm-hmm. on that audition and. There was no chance. Like, I could tell. Like, I went on the audition, and this is, like, such a pet peeve of mine, but they tell you the song to prepare. So, like, I prepared the original broad, like, the, the key that it's that's done on Broadway, right? And I felt so good going into this audition. Like, I looked cute. I felt good. I knew the musical director. Not that that helps, but, like, you know, it, like, makes you feel... It even though a like, level of comfort when you're in the room. But I knew he wasn't yeah. going to be there. But, like, just because I talked to him about, like, the people that were going to be there, I just felt comfortable going. Um, I didn't think, like, he was going to be like, hey, my friend's coming or anything like that because that's I don't, I don't think that's a thing. So I went to the audition, and they started playing the song, and it was in a much higher key. And I'm not, like, really a soprano. And, like, it completely threw me off. And I was just kind of like, hey, um, this isn't in the right key. And they were like, oh, this is the key that you'll be performing it in today. And I was like, oh, well, maybe when you post an audition. I was such a bitch. I was so mad. Because uh, uh, I drove, like, like an hour to get to this audition. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, maybe when you do an audition post, you should post the key that you want the person to prepare it in. Yes. So that they don't waste their time. Exactly. And then I, I sang the song at the end, at the part that I just sang with the... Like, it was so high that, like, I feel like I messed that up. And, like, the rest of my audition went well, but then, like, this 1950s housewife walked (laughs) into the fucking audition room, and she knew every single person. Like, you could just tell that she was kind of in. And she she could have been fabulous. I don't know. Um, But that's that was my experience. And I'd still very much like to be in this um, show. And our theater does a holiday show at the end of every year. And, um... I this is a song that I'd like to sing, yeah. like or that that it's what a mother does. I'd like to sing from the show. You'd be great in it. Um, it's also like really hard to follow with piano because mm-hmm. it's like all over the place. But anyway, that's my experience, <laughs> and I really like the show. That's my impression. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was always a huge fan of the movie when I was growing up. Um, my mom always like didn't like it. She she found it like weird. I don't know. Um, but my dad loved it, and I always loved it. Um, so when TNT started being like, we're going to play it. Oh, I love or it. Or TBS, maybe. One yeah. of the channels. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to play it for 24 <laughs> hours. 24 hours straight. I was like, perfect. So yeah. I, I always liked that movie growing up. Um, I knew a musical version existed, but it was it was just kind of never on my radar. So I never ended up seeing it um, until, well, they did the live version, and I knew they were doing a live version, and then, like I said, I missed it. And it wasn't a musical I was super passionate about, so I didn't go out of my way to try to find it. 
But then when we were discussing Christmas um, shows to do, and we ended up landing on this one, I was like, I bet I can find it somewhere. So I found it on, it's on Amazon Prime, if anyone's uh, curious about it. It costs the same amount to buy it as it does <laughs> to rent it. So, like, I would just buy it. Yeah. It was, like, three ninety nine, like, tops. It was really yeah. cheap. Um, super cute. I know we just gushed about it, so I'm not going to gush about it again. But I very much enjoyed it, and it's one of those shows that, like, now I feel like, now that I know it, I'm like, I would totally audition for this show. This is probably one I would maybe be in the ensemble for. Um, I was joking earlier when I was, like, fan casting the show. I was like, okay, Roseanne would be Mother, Jenny would be Mrs. Shields, and I would be those two guys... At the beginning, oh, I, okay, I'd be I'd be the Fred yeah. Armisen character who just elf. plays the angry elf. Yeah, but I would appear in various scenes, right? As the elf, as the elf, <laughs> just getting progressively drunker. And right. I joked that there'd be a gag where, like, I would start off with a flask in the beginning, and it would just get progressively bigger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my. Gosh. Um. Do you have any experiences? I mean, not really. I like the movie. I've always liked the movie. One of those movies you watch every holiday. And it's great. And I saw the play version, a play version, this last year. Yeah, we all sorry, saw that. Same. Yeah. I totally spaced. Yeah, and that um, was the first we, time. Did we see it together? Maybe. Uh, no, you and I saw it together. I don't know if Jenny was there. Oh, yeah, and the fire alarm. The fire alarm. Going off. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, oh, for certain listeners of the show. And we, like, hung outside with the cast. Yeah, they were all outside, and some of the children were, like, trying to get everyone to sing Christmas carols. It was, oh, like, it was very cute. That's cute. But, yeah, the fire alarm. <laughs> okay, yeah, our, uh, I've seen the play version, uh, a play version, just recently. So that's my only experience, and then I just saw the live. But anyway, it's, it's fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Legacy and Awards, they, they were nominated only. Drama Desk, uh, Tony for Best Musical, Best Book, and Best Original Score. And that's really it. They didn't win. Makes sense. It's a very yeah. niche kind of yeah. seasonal show. I don't... It's okay. Also, like, this is a newish show, you know? Like, we, there's not too much preamble stuff we can go into about it. It's mm. just... We might as well just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. The end. The end. That's the end. Bye, guys. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Play the music. (laughs) There's this. Um. There's this. For those of you who um who like your pop culture podcast, and this is probably months old by the time it's gonna be July. Uh, if anybody likes the show Scrubs. They started a uh, a rewatch podcast with Donald Faison and Zach Braff, who played JD and Turk. And it's really funny. And they have a really good theme song. And it's just this joke on this show now that anytime anybody says, five, six, seven, eight, their theme song starts playing. <laughs> and so their editor goes in every time somebody says it and starts playing it. And so they all react as if, like, the song is actually playing so that it's extra funny when it gets edited out. Oh, my god! Anyway, I just find that very, I just find that very funny. Maybe we could do that with, um... You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. Well, I was going to say, like, I, I think our music is very soothing for, like, our breaks. Yeah, like, yeah. David, if there's a way that we Death can, metal. Like, if there's a way that we can, like, five, six, seven, eight into this, we'll be like, all right, five, six, seven, eight. Hey. Allegedly music should be playing. You just did yeah. it. Good job. We are here to tell you about the plot of the Christmas story, the musical. <laughs> Let us begin by setting the scene. Don't be rude. Listen, I'm taking this 
seriously. <laughs> Don't be fucking rude. <laughs> the Christmas story. The musical. <laughs> the music. Listen, I don't like how that sounds. That's a mouthful. It's too much. The Christmas Story, the musical? Well, is that, is that the it's, technical it's name? It's a Christmas story. A Christmas story. Oh, um, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's not the Christmas story. It's just a Christmas story. Christ- oh, you're right. It is a Christmas oh, okay. story. A Christmas story, the musical. That sounds a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, it Wait, has a plot. What, Let's what's that TV find out show? about it. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Isn't what? that the name of a TV show on Disney <laughs> Plus? Disney Plus. I think that's actually what it's called. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a mouthful. It's a series about the kids who go to the actual school that they used as East oh. High, doing High School Musical for their <laughs> spring musical. My brain hurts. I never watched it, but I actually heard from people that they like really liked it and it was very good. So I kind of wanted to watch it anyway. Oh my. That's god. the first thing. Oh, that and University of Maryland University College are always <laughs> yes. things that come to my mind. We'll talk about like titles. Those that are commercials helpful. always and, like come to the University, University of Maryland, Maryland University, University College. College. <laughs> and I'm like, if you have to put university in your school name twice, it doesn't make you sound more legit. It makes me twice <laughs> as likely to assume that your school is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> like just us, we're a university. University. You're really, really pushing. No affiliation there. with the actual University of Maryland. <laughs> Anyway, oh I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off immediately. <laughs> oh, this fine. is my life. It's fine. This is my life. <laughs> Let's talk about a Christmas story. The musical. Just one of many. A Christmas story. Just one. So in the beginning of Christmas story, act one, we meet Gene Shepard, radio host of the Gene Shepard Show. He informs his audience that he is going to tell them a story about Christmas. A Christmas in 1940. And a young boy named Ralphie Parker. Who is definitely not him. Wink. <laughs> I wrote that into our synopsis because I said it in my head when I read that. Yes. Gene Shepard is the author of the original book that inspired A Christmas Story. Right. Telling uh, the memoir of his childhood Christmas. But in the musical... They, he makes a point as the radio host to be like, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, that's not about me. It's just about some uh, random kid named Ralphie. Yeah. It's it's kind of confusing because the narrator is Gene, but he's also the narrator, but he's also the boy. Wait, how do you get up. Ralphie and Gene? Well, Ralphie's the name of the character in the book, and Gene's the person who wrote the book. But Gene wrote the book about himself as a memoir but he just renamed everybody yeah oh i'm dumb so ralphie is (laughs) ralphie is is not gene but gene is ralphie i drink your Lacroix. oh it's gone and the narrator is this figure who comes in and out of the entire show he pops in and out of scenes he sometimes interacts with the characters and sometimes he's just like this disembodied voice who is just wandering around and nobody pays any attention to him, like they can't see or hear him. It's a, it's kind of interesting the way that this show is laid out and the role that the narrator plays within it. It is actually a really hard role. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of lines. No, it really oh, is. It's yeah. so many lines. Yeah. It's a, a cool, because in the, in the film, obviously the, the, the adult Ralphie is just a narrator. Yeah. And so to work that into any stage production, it has to be somebody who plays this narrator role, but like... It's it's just it's so much lines right. and paragraphs and monologues and yeah. In the oof. movie, it's a voiceover, so obviously that person can read. That's what I was trying while to say. While they're recording it, 
in the stage version, they're on stage, so it's a character with lines on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, very just kind of an interesting dynamic that the narrator has during throughout the show with the rest of the cast and the people on stage. Uh, but anyway, he introduces the show and he sets the scene. He's telling the story of, of the Parker family. And so this is the story of a Parker family Christmas in 1940. So we get introduced to Ralphie, uh, his mother, his father, who is called the, the old, old man. man and I was his, scared of him when I was a the kid. The old man. I mean, he's pretty surly in the movie. Well, and as a kid watching the movie, he comes across as, like, way spookier. As an yeah. adult, I'm like, oh, he was, he was just, like, a normal father. Like, maybe a little, like, yeah. rough and tumble, but... Yeah, no. He's, he's not as bad as he seems... Unless you're watching the live version, then you're like, oh, it's the voice of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem so bad. He's very non-threatening. No, he's very, he's, 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 very, he's very cute. He, he mm-hmm. was. Um, and then there's also uh, Ralphie's little brother, Randy. Ugh. Randy. He was great. so cute in the, very, in the live action. He's very cute. If you, in any, in any production, any play, everything I've ever seen of a Christmas story, the Randy has been adorable. Yeah. So if you're doing a Christmas story in any capacity and your Randy isn't cute, you don't fucking have a show. You gotta True. recast that shit. Randy's mm-hmm. gotta be fucking cute because if he's not cute, yeah. he is the most annoying character. Like, he would yeah. be the most annoying character mm-hmm. in the world. Especially sure. when he has to, like, eat his fucking potatoes. Just eat your fucking potatoes. Yeah. No, not unless I'm a pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way this is happening. Um, So ridiculous. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, So anyway, this family, the Parkers, are getting ready for Christmas. So this whole thing takes place during the holiday season, December, I'm assuming. It starts on, like, December 1st, I think, because specifically in the opening number, they say there's, like, 20... They specifically say, like, he'll be like, oh, it's a... It all depends on Christmas, I think, is the opening number or something Yeah, it all comes down to Christmas. It all comes down to Christmas. They have... A bajillion reprises of that, which is like one line, two lines, whatever. Yeah. And like in the opening one, they say like twenty three days, and at one point he says like seventeen days. Yeah. So like it goes through the month of December, and they let you know how close they are. That's right. Lyrically. So as the family is getting ready for Christmas, part of that is heading to the local department store called Higby's, and Higby's is where you get the toys. It's where you see Santa Claus. It's where you see. Um, similar to Macy's in New York City, where you go to the windows at the beginning of the Christmas season, and it's a big tradition for the kids to look in the windows, and there they have laid out these displays of all the Christmas presents that are big that year. So that's a, that's the basically the premise of why this first opening number happens. It all comes down to Christmas. Did um, you guys have, like, I feel like our version of that was, like, when Toys R Us came out with, like, their yes, catalog. catalog. Yes. I feel like that was our version of it. Like, we would get it in the mail, you and I would go through. through I would circle everything yeah. I wanted. <laughs> yeah, when I had kids, like, Toys R Us was still a thing. Yeah. So, like, I still got them, and I remember Isla even looking through it when she was... Probably she would, wouldn't remember, but... Yeah. We didn't live in as quite small a town, either, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, as, as Ralphie lives yeah. in. Um, so it would have been a little hard. It's not like there was, like, one big department store that we would yeah. go to. Um, well, but, yeah. back in, in 1940, that was... That was the, the thing, That yeah. was the thing. There was your, your general store, your, and then there's What's the department store. the current store. day equivalent of that? Target? Walmart? Is it just, like, forwarding your parents, like, ads? Oh. Amazon? Yeah, like, you're yeah. just like, here's your, my, oh, here's my Amazon, Amazon wish list. list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever gets the job done. Right? Yeah. 
So there's this opening number, it all comes down to Christmas. And so the family is joined by all of the locals in town. Um, all of the families who are showing up to Higby's to go look in the windows and see about the toys that are being displayed there for Christmas. And so all the children are talking about the toys they want and looking at all of the toys in the window. And Ralphie tells the audience the sh for the show that the thing that he is hoping for more than anything else this Christmas is a Red Rider carbine action BB gun. They didn't write out the whole thing. No, no, they didn't. Um, but this is uh, sort of an interlude song. It's sort of uh, bookended by It All Comes Down to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that, while all the children are looking in the windows, Ralphie sees the BB gun that he wants and he sings the song about how amazing it would be to have this Red Rider Carbine action BB gun. And so Ralphie is usually played by a younger person. Yes, a an actual child. An actual child actor. Sorry. I they do, should have an adult play it. Yeah. I, I, do. I do have the script pulled up. What's it really called? An official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Ah, there you I'm go. I'm going to screenshot it in case we need that later. Yes, because <laughs> they say that many times. It's a, a, multiple times. Yes. Every time he's like, every time anything happens, he's just like, oh no. My official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's, so, it's very specific. It's very That's specific. one of those things that I mentioned that, like, in the movie, in the play, and in the musical, they're very specific yeah. about the language and how he talks about it. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just want Ralphie to be played by, like, a 25-year-old man. Oh, my God. Do you want to play Ralphie? No. Just get Ken Jennings to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd, be, it'd be great. He played um, Toby in Sweeney Todd. In the, in the Broadway. Okay. I was thinking about that guy who won From Jeopardy. Jeopardy. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know why you went there, like, but. I'm here for it. I love it. I want him in it. I'm so sorry. No, you know who should play Ralphie? Oh my God. I've got dream casting okay, right Okay, who? Ben Platt. <gasps> yeah. Ben Platt is Ralphie. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody call Ben Platt's agent. Tell I'm him. hearing ben, Pl ben Platt's voice in my head singing Red Rider Carbon Action BB Gun. With his like beautiful vibrato. With his like really tight vibrato. Oh my god, it's perfect. Words fail! Stop! <laughs> he just sings words fail at the end of Act 1 instead of like the sad yeah. song about like how he doesn't get his well, gun because he said the F word. Pets and Paul just have to call him because... <laughs> children on stage. Jenny hates children. I hate children. Kidding. I love some children. I love my child. 
I don't like children singing on stage because I just think boring. This could be done by a mature actor with an actual voice who can actually sing. But in this show, I don't think it's as important because the songs are not written for a mature voice. No. This, these songs are written for a child to sing. And I think the kid in the live version did pretty good. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Was fine. Shit's hard. Yeah. So anyway, um, Ralphie decides he really wants this Red Rider Carbon Action BB gun for Christmas. And so this is the opening. Blah, blah, blah. He's talking about it. Kids are like, oh, look at all these presents. Oh, my God. And so everyone is ready now to prepare for the Christmas season. So back at the Parker house, the uh, the old man, Ralphie's dad, who we never know the name of either. No, I I love it. I love that he's just called the old man. The old it's man. Mysterious. Well, it's because that's how Ralphie always afraid. He's like, oh, my old man. Even though the guy who played him in the live looked like he was maybe forty one. I don't know. I didn't really get that. Well, to be fair, Ralphie's only like no, like twelve. He doesn't. In reality, Toss. he probably isn't that old. But no, I think the movie probably cast him older, older. Than, they yeah. than they should have been. I actually think Chris Diamantopoulos was probably closer yeah. to the correct age. Considering it was the forties, they probably would have had they probably would have had kids in their early twenties. It's realistic. It's just not realistic to call his character the old man. Well, the old man, I think, is just that's how boys refer to their fathers. No, yeah, I get it. It's that it's, it's just I think it's just because but, I, but I, you're correct. It creates an image. Yeah, you, I didn't quite get that when I was a kid because I'm one of four girls, so we called our dad the old man. Dad, we didn't call our dad like, <laughs> oh man, I gotta gotta talk to the old man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's well, although you I don't know. know, I should ask David. David, do you call your dad old man? Old man, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Chris anyway. doesn't call his dad old man. I've never heard anyone call their father the old man. It, it is an old fashioned thing, though. Yeah. No, it definitely is an old-fashioned thing. Yeah, yeah but I just I just thought it was funny because in the live, the guy who plays the old man is not old by any means whatsoever. Yeah. He's very spry. He's very young-looking. Um, and that was kind of like my only thing with the live is that I think he's a very different father than the father in the movie. They're not... He, he plays him very differently. Yeah. But I think that's fair. Yeah. Considering what they do in the movie, but yeah, agree. They reinterpret a character. It's, 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 it seems to contradict... The His character's character. name, unless yeah. you, like, know the colloquialism right. and things like that. But anyway, in the next sequence, they're in the Parker's home, and the father gets a puzzle in the mail. He starts trying to answer the clues to the <laughs> puzzle. He finds them frustrating at times, and so he's talking out loud, trying to figure out what the words are in this puzzle, and his wife, the mother... She's smart as hell, so she's, like, trying to, like, give him the answers, but, like, she's doing it really cute where, like, she's trying to make it seem like he's figuring it out and not her because she doesn't want to wound his pride and one of those weird... All that she's bullshit. A great wife. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a great wife, but, you know, she's just being very gentle about it even though she obviously knows the answers and she can't just say it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he is proud of himself after she helps him figure it out. And he's thinking... That one day, he's going to win one of these things, and he's going to win the grand prize for solving the puzzle. And this is going to be, like, this big changing moment in his life where he goes from being just a, you know, middle-class so-and-so, schlubby father guy into the guy who won this prize, who has money and and prestige, and um, he'll be, you know, the talk of the neighborhood, and everyone's going to admire him. And so this brings him into a dream sequence, which is something that happens repeatedly during the show. Um, Same things in the movie, you know, 
this these like fantasy kind yeah of ways. these fantasy sequences happen in the movie just like they do in the stage shows so this brings the father into a dream sequence called the genius on Cleveland Street and it's all about him being this game show in a game show where he wins the prize and then he's the star of the neighborhood and everybody loves him so I love know. that this guy's just like the way he dreams himself out of this middle-class slump is by doing a crossword puzzle. Yeah. Did you guys ever... I used to, like, be convinced by these, and I never actually mailed any in that I can think of, but we used to get these newspapers, and they would have these, like, advertisements <clears throat> in them, and it would have, like, a picture of, like, a clown, and then it would have, like, an empty box, and it would be, like, draw the clown oh, in yeah. this box... And then mail it in, and like if you're good, we'll give you like oh, I, I forget what it was. It was like you get a scholarship to like yeah. art school, or it was something like yeah. that. Yeah. And every single time, I'd be like, yeah, this time I'm, I'm gonna, gonna this do time it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I never mailed any in. I was not an artist, <laughs> but I don't know why. I think I was just like I was like I'm accepting this challenge. <laughs> I, can do, I can do this. Yeah, I can draw this. this time, I think I just thought it would be cool. I do genuinely love crossword puzzles, though. They're pretty dope. They are fun. I am. Yeah. Okay, so after the genius on Cleveland Street, they go back to everyday life in the Parker house. The boys are getting ready for school, and the furnace breaks down, which is something that happens more than once in the show. The flipping, flapping, bringing, bringing furnace. furnace. Except that's not what he was saying. That's not what he was saying. Yeah, so the old man has to deal with the breaking furnace. It's a gag that he swears a lot when he's working on the furnace, which is funny. Um... And during this time, Ralphie is trying to figure out how to let his parents know that he wants this BB gun for Christmas, but he wants to be subtle about it. He wants to, like, sneak it in so they, like, don't realize. He's like, hmm, what can I do? Uh-huh. Let me think about this. Mrs. Shields said that she, or Miss Shields said that she saw grizzly bears, grizzly bears by yeah. the quickie mart or She's something. Like, I don't remember what well, it was. Well, convince my parents that I really need this BB gun? Yeah. Oh, bears, definitely. Bears. yeah. So he's trying to be sly about it, but he blurts it out anyway, and he says that he wants a BB gun for Christmas. And, of course, his mother just completely, you know, shuts it out really quickly. She's like, a BB gun? No, you'll shoot your eye out. 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 We did it. You'll shoot your eye out. So he gets shut down. (laughs) 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 And of course, so this is a theme that that's going to come back. The you'll shoot your eye out thing. If you haven't gathered, which is what you would say to a little kid who tells you they want a BB gun. Be like, (laughs) you feel like you're going to shoot your freaking eye out, kid. Stop being an idiot. And so he's like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm. Of course. I actually really... I didn't want a BB gun. Of course. I actually wanted Tinker Toys. I wanted Tinker Toys. That's what I wanted. I don't need a BB gun. So, Ralphie's like, shit. I messed up. But, whatever. I'll ha- I'll try again tomorrow. And so, that's the end of the sequence. And the boys get dressed up and get ready to head to school for the day. So, the boys are on their way to school. On their way to school... Oh, uh, sidebar, in case you're wondering. Yes, they do write into the musical that Randy can't put his arms down because <laughs> his mom bundles him up so much. <laughs> it's actually very, very funny in a uh, uh, musical number that comes up later. Because yeah. he can't. Because he can't dance. Because he can't put his arms down, so he can't do the whole choreography. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> um, on their way to school, we meet 
Flick and Schwartz, who are Ralphie's like two friends. Um, then they run into Farkas, which is a great name. Yeah. And his friend... It's like the like, perfect villain name. Yeah, Farkas. Farkas. Yeah. It sounds like fart. I had, yes. just had to say it. We were all thinking it. I was. <laughs> like, yeah, farts. You're like, farts. <laughs> um, so they run into Farkas, and Farkas also has a friend. It's either like Gil or Dill. I can't remember. <laughs> it's one of those two. <laughs> like, I'd be pissed if my parents was like, hey... You're Gil. Oh, I was, I was like, no, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. I was like, which one's worse for you? Because for me, the worst <laughs> one would be Gil. Oh, I don't know, actually. No, they're both so bad. No, because remember... Sorry to any Gills or Dills that I'm No, remember, remember Dill Pickles from Rugrats? We Tom, called my Tom, cousin Tommy's, Dylan. Tommy's, Tommy's little brother. They named him Dylan, and they called him Dill But Pickles. that was like a cartoon no, and a joke because a Dill... Common. If my last name was Pickles, I would name my child Dill. No. <laughs> Stop. Dill pickles are my favorite food in the We universe. nicknamed my cousin Dill Pickle because his name was Dylan. It's great. Yeah, it makes sense. He definitely yeah. doesn't hate you, right? We nicknamed my cousin Carrie Care Bear. Like, that's what you... No. Oh, my friend... Yeah, but his given name wasn't Dill. It was Dylan. My friend's yeah. boyfriend is Gary, and I call him Care Bear. That's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. David doesn't have a nickname. Oh, we should think of a nickname. I would be David. more upset Davey. about being named Farkas. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, it's Kid Farkas. <laughs> They were in his kid Farkas. Yeah. And, and his friend. Wait, his name's Scott Farkas. And his, yeah, his, his yeah. name is Scott Farkas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible name. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. <laughs> Just say it together like one word. Scott Farkas. Oh, it sounds so gross. It reminds me of, um, I was re-listening to our Sweeney Todd podcast earlier. I remember how Toby's last name is Rag. Yes! <laughs> his name is Toby, Toby Rag. Rag. And it's so depressing. Yeah, oh, it's our son. What should we name him? Scut. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they could have written Scut Farkas on his the name. His name sounds like a shit stain. Yeah, right? <laughs> what is that? A Scut Farkas? Skidmark Farkas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. No wonder he became an he asshole. Never had a kid. <laughs> hey! <laughs> So anyway, Fargus is a huge dickhead. Um, he always wears like a raccoon hat. Yeah. That's just very famously Fargus. Yeah. Um, and the kids bust into this number called When You're a Wimp. And it's basically about how like Scott Fargus is an asshole and like they can't do anything about it because they're like, oh, when you're a wimp, like you just let the bullies beat you up and like you'll do their homework and like because what are you going to do? You don't want to get beat up. So like whatever. So the kids have <laughs> this little dance number while like Fargus is like chasing around. I think specifically he's chasing like Flick. But he's also chasing Ralphie because Ralphie tries to like Santa. There's also a kid named Flick. A kid named Flick. Flick. There were great names in the forties. Maybe we maybe we need to up our like name games nowadays. I mean like you're probably next in line to name something. Maybe I'll name my kid Scut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) So So after the number when you're a wimp, where they're all complaining about Scut Farkas being a bully on the playground, they they head to class and they you meet their teacher, Miss Shields. Mm. Um, she's super sweet. Um, if, if we're led to believe um, she does have, like, some obsessive compulsive tendencies. Like, I think adult Rand- Randy, adult Ralphie <laughs> actually has a line, which is just like, we didn't have a word for obsessive compulsive disorder back in the day, but, like, because, like, she apparently, like, had to, like, have everything on her desk, like, just so. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tells them that for their assignment... They're going to have to write a theme 
Which I didn't get this when I was a kid. Because I didn't understand this either. I didn't get it. Okay, cool. Because I was just like, I was like, ah. What is the thing? Yeah. Like, it, it's just an essay. It's like a persuasive essay or, like, yeah. or whatever. Um, but I guess they just called them themes in the 40s. Um, but so basically it's like, it's like a short essay. And before everybody complains about it, she's like, she's like, what you have to write about is what I want for Christmas. And Ralphie's like, this is my opportunity to write this amazing theme about why the official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time is the perfect Christmas present for him. <laughs> it was worth it. It was. Um, <laughs> so worth it. Um, and so he's like, oh, if I write this amazing essay, um, then Miss Shields will read it. And she'll be like, this was the greatest theme I've ever, I've ever read in my entire life. I will have to call his parents and tell them that he has to get an official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time because he wrote this amazing theme about why he needs it. So yes. he's like, yes. So he like goes into this fantasy sequence about like how amazing it would be to have this BB gun. And the fantasy sequence uh, takes the form of this song called Ralphie to the Rescue. And it's super cute. And it's a variety of scenes in which Ralphie saves the day. Because he has his BB gun. So the first scene is that, like, Miss Shields is taken captive by, like, an evil villain. And when I say that, I want you to think of, like, the, uh, oh, what's that guy? Um, the, uh, the guy from, like, um, uh, Dastardly, uh, no, Snidely Whiplash. That's what I'm thinking of. From the, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? Or from Dudley Do-Right? Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, like the guy with the black hat. He would, like, tie girls to railroad tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, that's the kind of villain. Yeah. So, like, he rescues Miss Shields. But then, like, all of his friends are, like, taken captured by bank robbers. And so he rescues all of his friends from bank robbers. And then his family is taken, like, captive by Black Bart, who is played by the same uh, kid who plays Farkas. Um, and he, like... Scut. <laughs> Scut, as we call him, since we're friends. <laughs> um... So after he saves all of these groups of people in all these scenarios, he finishes his theme and hands it in. He like he's like the last kid in class because he's focusing so hard on writing his theme, which is hilarious. Because I think his theme is like two sentences, and it's like every kid should have this amazing BB gun because it's really important to have and it's fun and I should have a BB gun. It's like a very shitty theme. So then it's like a week later, uh, Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> My, my brain wanted to say Farkas. <laughs> Ralphie is like, oh man, I wish Miss Shields would like grade our themes because like I know mine's gonna be amazing and like it'll convince my parents that I need this this BB gun or whatever. So, but he they're just getting ready for supper. The old man is complaining that like the car broke down again and like Randy's refusing to eat. Randy nor Ralphie want to wash their hands. And we get this beautiful song that uh, that is an insight into the mother's life, and it's called "What a Mother Does," and it's all about you know all the things that we that we know about mothers, about like what they do behind the scenes and how hard she works to make sure that everybody's happy, and you know she's the one who's making sure everybody has the exact right food and everything is done on time. And do we have enough lights? Let me make sure I have like the shopping list and like yeah. everything that she does as a mother to make their household run smoothly and it's not because she wants attention or fame or thanks it's because that's just what a mother does and you do as a mother i feel like this song and this character speaks to me so much because i'm always thinking about like 
the mental load that I have that no one else in my house thinks about. Yeah. This resonates with me now because, like, not only do I have a career, but I still do all of that stuff, too. Yep. After um, after Mother finishes her song about what a mother does, they're, like, going through the mail. And, and this is actually a theme throughout the musical that father, the old man, is always looking through the mail. And he's always like, oh, bills, 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 bills. And they come across an envelope, and it's addressed. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about bills. Paying bills. Paying automobiles. If you did to me, we could chill. That's that means child, right? You yeah. okay. do. So you and me are through. So he's looking through the bills, and he finds an unmarked, it's not an unmarked, it's an unstamped envelope, and it's addressed to mother, and he's like, there's a letter for you, but there's no stamp, so like, I'm really confused. She, so she's like, whatever. So she opens the envelope, and it's just an ad for the BB gun, <laughs> and she's like, weird, what a weird, like, ad campaign, whatever, and Ralphie's like, oh, fuck. That didn't work either, no, wait, sorry, fudge. fudge. That didn't work either. And so he just kind of like, he's like, oh man, he's like, I, all I have to hope is that like the theme I wrote is persuasive this enough. It's all I have left. It's all I have left. So he has this fantasy that like his theme is so good that like Miss Shields like shows up to his house. He's like, I just had to come over and tell you how amazing <laughs> your son's theme was. I'm a teacher. I would never. <laughs> right? <laughs> Miss Honey does it. True. But not because Matilda was yeah. like, I really want a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait. I, I, I bet a teacher would maybe show up to a house and just be like, "Listen, your your kid wrote an essay, and it was all about how they really want a gun." <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm a little concerned. Not in, not in 1940 today. Yeah, but like we wouldn't show up at the house. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess I do email my kids, like their parents, when they do something good. Never mind. Maybe like going to the person's similar. house is the version. It's the it's the 1940s pre-email version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he just thinks that like that's gonna happen. He's like, this theme is so good. Like she'll she'll have to tell him to like get me this BB gun. <laughs> so like your son really wants a gun. I think he should talk to somebody. <laughs> I, I think I think he might need to go to therapy. And Rob is on the steps like yes. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> get it. Mistakes. Um, so after his fantasy. The doorbell rings, and it's a telegram, and the telegram is for the old man. And it's like, congratulations, you've won a major award for doing a crossword A major award? And so he gets so excited, and it's, like, and it's like, your award will be delivered tonight. And so one second later, his award gets delivered. <laughs> I love that. And he's, like, searching through, and I'm sure you all know where this is going. It uh, is Wait, I very know. famous. What is this? Leg lamp. Ah! It's a major the award. My dad actually has like a mini version mm-hmm. of like the leg lamp that we put up every Christmas. Oh gosh. It's so cute. How many people have that leg lamp? Fragile. 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 Yes. Italian. Italian. Yeah. I love how mother is just like, I think that that's fragile. <laughs> Although she calls him out on his bullshit. So he starts setting it up and he's like, we should put it in the window for everyone to see. And she's like, Oh, it's 1940 times. I don't know if that's appropriate. And he's like, it's an award. Everyone will think it's great. And true to form, he starts this number, which is called a major award. And along with um, other men in the town, other men in the town start chiming in like, what's that in your window? Wow, that's amazing. You must be a very like important man. So they all sing about how like amazing this award is. Meanwhile, like, you know, mother is cringing. And I think there are a couple lines in the number from, like, women who are just like, maybe it shouldn't be in your window because it's, like, 
a bare woman's leg with fishnets on. Yeah. So it's the beginning of a uh, uh, a few day long conflict yes. in the home about the goddamn leg lamp. And he's so excited because he finally won. He won something, man. He won something after all those weeks of his trying award. to get This is his way out of middle America. It's his moment. So we pick up the next scene. And the Parker family, they're going to go get their family Christmas tree. And it's a joke because, like, they're all going out to the car. And then Mother goes and turns off the leg lamp before they leave. It's like a joke. She runs back into the house as they're all in the car. And he's just like, how are you doing? And she's just like, oh, I just have to, I have to do this thing. <laughs> and she turns off the lamp so that no one can see the leg lamp. In the lamp window. warfare. Lamp. Um, That's right. So, and that's just, that's just the scene. That's just scene six. That's it. That's all that happens. That's, that's it. I don't know and then um, they are singing Christmas carols in their, their car, and it's really loud, um, on their way to the Christmas tree lot. So, and I just want to let our viewers know, our listeners know, um, I've never seen this show live, with the exception of a Christmas story live, like the televised version. And none of our normal sources have, like, a plot synopsis, like, normally do. Um, And since I'm not familiar with the show, I literally just, like, downloaded the script. The script does not have a scene in it where they actually go Christmas tree shopping. Oh. But the Christmas story live has it. Yeah, and they use Ken um, Ken to to sell the Christmas tree. Yeah. And it's in the movie, but in the play it doesn't. It's in the the play. Musical it doesn't. And so just for the record, um, our synopsis does not include that Christmas tree shopping scene. And I just gotta be perfectly frank, I don't know if it's normally in the musical or if it's something that they put into the live version to give Ken Jung something else to do. But basically yeah. they go shopping for a Christmas tree and they haggle and that's it. Right. Nothing and then really exciting happens. They're on their way back to their house and they end up getting a flat tire. Uh-oh. Oh gosh, and not the flat tire in the old one. Yeah. So um the old man goes out to change it and his and mother is just like, Hey Ralphie, why don't you go help your dad out? And Ralphie is just like, Yes, yes, I'm a man. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna help him. And he ends up dropping um, parts of the the the, like the, the bolts, nuts. the lug nuts the that lug hold nuts. the t- the tires on. Yeah. And um, he ends up saying, "Oh fudge!" Except he doesn't say fudge. Mm. He says fuck. Yeah. And um, they fly into the snow and. He fucked up. He drops he a hard f bomb. He fucked fucked up. up. I'm trying to think if to this day I've dropped an f bomb in front of my parents. Oh, I have. I've definitely cursed in front of my parents. Like we're at that point. I've said. I don't know. I don't know if I've dropped a hard f bomb. Oh my god. I've, I probably have at some point. I know yeah. for a fact I've said like bitch <laughs> and like shit mm. and like ass. I don't know if I've said fuck. Yeah. Hmm. Not that, like, I'm sure they know, whatever. Not, I mean, not that they listen to this podcast. It's much worse when you're, like, eight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if I say fuck at as a 31-year-old, my mom might just be like, oh, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depending on the context. Yeah. Um, so, in the car, in the, in the car, as they're going back, 
Sorry, we got this, there. There's a weird noise in my house. It's a ghost. I was trying to decide if it was a squeaky noise or if it was Graham, but like that was a little high pitched. Yeah, there's like a little dog outside that window. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, when they get back in the car, the old man or the old man's just like, "Do you believe what your son said? Your son said something bad." And mother's like, "What?" And then he whispers it to her, and she's just like. So then they go back home, and she's just like, Ralphie, where did you hear that word? Meanwhile, we know that Ralphie has heard that word so many times from his dad fixing the furnace. Right. So um, his mom washes his mouth out with soap. And he lies and tells his mother that he heard the word from his friend Schwartz. And she goes and calls Schwartz's mother. Um, And I know that this is funny in the movie because you hear like a whole (laughs) bunch of like... (laughs) In the background. But in the... Schwartz going like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And then in the live version... She just like quietly hangs. (laughs) In the live version, they actually wrote a song. Is that this part? Yeah, they wrote it's, a song for I, Anna. It's, it's not exactly right here, but it's like right after this. Yeah. But yeah, Anna Gasteyer was written in as Mrs. Schwartz, which honestly I think was a fantastic movie. Yeah, she yeah. was great. I would love it if I, so I, I haven't looked into like the rights or like what a production looks like nowadays. I think it would be great if they wrote this role in and included her number that shows up at the end of Act 1. It was so good. It's so good, and it also is a celebration of Hanukkah as well, which is like, it goes hand in hand with these Christmas stories. Like, why not also celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah, seriously. It was great. Um, So, as we mentioned earlier, this is Ben Platt's big moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Words fail! (laughs) Ralphie warns that since he got in trouble, he will definitely not get God, no! Oh. Not the BB gun! Hurts, God! Oh, God! Not the... God! Yeah. Not, the, not the official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Oh! God damn it. Just because of one F-bomb. That is the end of Act 2. What? One. <laughs> that is the end of Act 1. <laughs> so in the... Um, <laughs> That is what feels like the end of Act 2. So, as we were mentioning, just really quickly before we take a break, in the A Christmas Story live version, what happens is he has this, like, little nightmare sequence, and normally that's the end of Act 1, but what they did in the live version is he has this little nightmare sequence, and then he, like, decides he has to, like, apologize to Schwartz, because he thinks it'll bring him, like, good karma, so he'll still maybe might get his present. Um, and so he shows up, and Mrs. Schwartz overhears him, like, apologizing for, like, lying, basically. And she was, like... And she's not, like, mad. She's kind of just, like, why did you lie? And, um... And so he's just, like, oh, I just, like, really wanted this very specific Christmas present, and I'm just worried I won't get it. And so she basically makes a joke about how, like, oh, well, you need a miracle. Well, now's the time for miracles. And so she does this, like, fantastic, um, song... Uh, fuck, what's it called? It's uh, if you're in, if uh, if you if you need a miracle, you're in the right place, something like that. Um, and it's great. She sings all about Hanukkah and about how the miracle of Hanukkah was the oil and the lamp lasting eight nights. They need to do this more. I think I, I thought it 
thought it was yeah. a great it's addition. A, it's a great song. I think it's a great addition. It's a great song. It's a. It's it was a, so it's fun. A, it's another great role for a female in this yeah, show. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So highly recommend. So, but it's not as far as I know. It wasn't in the script that I, in particular, read. I'm not sure if it's something that they've added to scripts, um, post the live show. If not, um, uh, Pacek and Paul. I know you take her advice very seriously. Yep, yep. <laughs> you should, uh, you should, do that. as you know, you know, since you're friends with Ben Platt, who's going to star in this musical, <laughs> right. you should, uh, you should totally add the it. Stakes. You should. Your reference. Yeah, you know the stakes. <laughs> They're stakes. exactly the same in both of these shows. Yeah. All right, let's take a break because I need, I need some water. Yeah. We'll I think we need to keep going. <laughs> I would like to go home this evening. <laughs> Act two. We'll go home, but we'll, take a break we'll, and we'll, be we'll right come back. back for Act two. Okay. Hello. Welcome back Yay. to Act two, everyone. We're back. It's Act two. Yes. All right. So when we last left Ralphie, he was just so sad. Oh, stakes. Because he because he said the f word, oh. and so he's not going to get. A gun. <laughs> His gun for Christmas. <laughs> oh. deep shit. Oh, man, the 40s. Oh. So. I said fuck, so-, so I didn't get a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's another turn amount of time later. But the children are at school. <laughs> Ralphie's on the playground with his friends Flick and Schwartz. And Schwartz dares Flick to stick his tongue to the flagpole. Does he dare him? Oh. Or does he triple doctor? Yeah, I was oh, going to say, don't worry, doctor. I'm going to get there. <laughs> Schwartz says that his dad says that, like, if you stick your tongue to a fire pole in this weather, or, like, a pole in this weather, it, it's going to get stuck. And Flick doesn't believe him. So Schwartz dares him, and then double dog dares him. Mm. And our narrator, Ralphie, tells us, well, according to Playground Rules, you, once you double dog dare someone, you have to triple dare him and then triple dog dare him. Oh no! Schwartz leaps directly to the triple dog dare. Oh no! He ups the stakes immediately. And so Flick is like, I mean, I can't back down no, from a triple dog dare. This is done. So he, like an idiot, <laughs> sticks his tongue to the pole. One time I stuck my tongue to an ice cube. Stop. Like that, I just took out of the freezer, and oh. it got stuck, and it sucked, and it was awkward, and I hated it. So his Flick's tongue gets stuck to the pole, <laughs> which is very upsetting, but hilarious. And and it's, the bell rings, they have to go inside, and Ralphie has this like angel devil on his shoulder of just like, all right, which one's gonna get me the BB gun? Should I be a good friend and not leave him stuck to the pole? Or should I be a good student and get to class on time? And he decides on student. <laughs> so he goes to class. They leave him. They abandon him. <clears throat> and this becomes a musical number called Sticky Situation, where, like, all the kids are trying to hide the fact that, like, Flick is outside with his tongue stuck to the pole. Uh, this is a very famous scene in the movie, where he just starts going, Fuck! <laughs> Um, Miss Shields obviously taking the role notices that he is missing. Eventually, one of the little girls indicates that Flick is outside. Miss she looks at the window, look out the window, and she is just like, "Oh my god!" So like a doctor, a fireman, a, a police yeah. officer, like every child gets his comes. kid off of, and Ralph just like, "Not the police." <laughs> yeah. 
So they get him off the pole and they come inside. They get him off the pole. Mitch A. Um, slap in the bag. Slap in the bag. One of my favorite lines when I was watching the musical that I think is so accurate too was like Miss Shields was like, none of you will tell me who put Flick up to this. But I know that like the guilt you must feel for putting your friend through this has got to be worse than any punishment I could give you. And Ralphie's like, we all know that like we would rather just not get caught. <laughs> we'll just say we're sorry to flick later, and it'll be square. It's yeah. Okay. He's like, oh. Sh-. So anyway, Miss Shields, now that the flick situation is over, hands back the themes. She's finally greeted them, and Ralphie's like, yes. Here it comes. My, like, A++++. plus plus plus. He even, like, says a line, which is just, like, the pluses must just be false spilling off of the page onto the floor <laughs> with how amazing... A plus 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 plus. Um, regretfully, uh, <laughs> he does not get an A plus. No, he does get a plus grade. However, it is a C plus. C plus, which is arguably one of the worst grades you can get. It's like you were kind of average, but not quite. So Miss Shield hands back the essays, and Ralphie gets a C, and um. It makes him sad because he's not going to get his gun because he said the F word. And also, (laughs) Mrs. Shields gave him a C, so, like, she won't help convince his parents that he should have a gun. Um, So he has a fantasy about being kidnapped by 1930s gangsters. (laughs) uh, Played by Farkas and his friend, Dill. It's always Farkas. Which is a great name. Fucking Farkas. Scut. And they're taken to Miss. Uh, they're taken to like a speakeasy, which doesn't make sense because speakeasies were gone by the thirties. But whatever. Um, and this is all a part of his imagination. Miss, she- yeah, he doesn't know. Miss Shields was there along with people dressed as mobsters who all make fun of him for getting a C, and how he's never going to get his BB gun because even if he did, he would shoot his eye out. Wow. And it's a number called "You'll Shoot Your Eye Out." Um, it features Miss Miss Shields and the children. Um, and it's uh, a wonderful tap number. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Poor Ralph finally believes that he'll shoot his eye out. Yeah. Yeah. No. He'll shoot your eye out. So then he's outside the school, and he's, like, sad. He's just sitting like a sad kid in the snow, um, like, super bummed. He's, like, lost all hope that he'll get his gun. And then he gets approached by Farkas and Dill in real life, not the 1930s gangsters version. <laughs> And they begin, like, making fun of it. And Ralphie's like, you fuck with the wrong kid today. <laughs> I- I'm genuinely fucked up. So you know what? If I had that gun right now. Yeah, right? He, like, kind of sits there and takes it for a minute. And then it just, like, it's too much for him. And he's like, you know what? Today's the day. And he, like, jumps on top of Farkas and just starts beating the fucking shit out of this kid. <laughs> And he's beating him up, and ever, all the kids are, like, freaking out. Uh, Randy, like, runs and gets Mother, who comes back, and she tries to get Ralphie off of him, but, like, she like she she can't. So she gets, like, some of the other kids to, like, help get Ralphie off of him to stop beating Farkas up. And uh, once he's off, Farkas and Dill run away, and Ralphie cries in his mother's arms because Aww. he's, like... He's so emotionally And he drained. is a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. He's trying so hard. And then he was just pushed to his limit by this bully at, like, the worst time 
It could have happened. <laughs> and so he all he can do is just cry to his mom. Aww. I had a student one year who was just, he was like a Scott Farkas, but like smart, like like manipulative. And there was one point where he like did something so ridiculous. And I said to him, hey, have you ever seen the movie the, the Christmas, A Christmas Story? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you know the part where like the bully gets beat up? And he was like, yeah. I don't want that to happen to you. And then on Halloween, he pushed someone to the edge. And this kid just beat the shit out of him in the hallway. And we're not allowed to touch the kids. I'm dressed as a cat. And my friend Brad is dressed as Harry Potter. And, like, we're just, like, freaking out. We have to stay there with him. The people from the office are running down. And I'm just like, And, like, my friend Brad had his wand, and he was just like, get off of him! Get off of him! But, yeah, this is, like, that moment where, like, everyone thinks about, like, that guy's gonna get it one day, Mm -hmm. and he gets it. He fucking got it. He fucking gets it. So, back at the house, Ralphie is, like, really upset still, crying on his mother, and mother kind of tells him that, like, listen, everything's okay, like, we're back home, the fight's over, like, you're fine. Like, let's just calm down. And everything that happens in the next scene happens in the context of this song that she sings called Just Like That, where she is going Hmm. through um, what's going on and just saying, like, hey, listen, you know, yes, this may seem like this crazy thing that's happened to you, but you know what? It's already over. Like, it already happened. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's gone. Just like that. The moment's over. And so Ralphie, like, goes to get, like, ready for dinner. Randy is, like, sobbing his eyes out. (laughs) Under the kitchen sink. And my favorite moments. Because he's crying and mom's like, what's wrong? And he's like, he's daddy's going to kill Ralphie. <laughs> and she's like, daddy's not going to kill Ralphie. Like, it's going to be fine. So, like, the old man comes home. And Ralphie's terrified because he's like, all right, this is it. Dad's going to find out that I, like, I did this shitty thing. And, like, it's going to be awful. And, like, the first thing that happens is that, like, the old man notices that, like, Ralphie's glasses aren't on his face. And he, like, realizes he must have lost them while he was having the fight. Um, but what he doesn't know is that his mom has them. Like, she picked them up. And so she, like, gives them to him and, like, covers for him in front of the dad. And so Ralphie's like, oh, okay. So he's, like, waiting for mother to, like, tell the old man about the fight. And she does, because she feels like she has to, that, like, Ralphie got in a fight. But she significantly downplays what happened in the fight. She's and just like, ah. It's really sweet. Like, yeah. she's like, Ralphie got in a fight. Oh, you know how boys do. And then she, like, quickly changes the topic. And Ralphie realizes that, like, his mom was, like, covering for him. Mm-hmm. And it's this really sweet moment where, like, he realizes that, like, his mom cares about him and, like, wants the best for him and, you know, wouldn't let anything bad happen to him. And um, I think they say it in the musical, but it's very present in the movie where he, where Ralphie, the adult narrator, says that, like, their relationship was, like, never the same. Like, he, like, saw her differently after that. Like, in a good way. Yeah. Like, they had a totally different relationship after she covered for him, mm-hmm. like, in front of um, his father. And I think that's a really yeah. sweet moment. Yeah, that's a sweet moment. Oh, that's good. Um, so, from here, we move on to a sequence that is quite famous. Uh, and <laughs> unforgettable, I think, if you've ever seen the original movie. Oh, so yeah. this is when 
Ralphie and his family head back on over to Higby's mm-hmm. department store to see Higby's. Santa Claus. This is Ralphie's big chance to ask the real Santa Claus. His last chance? His last chance to ask oh my God. I the forgot. actual <laughs> Santa to bring him his BB gun. So they go to Higby's. His parents have some shopping to do, so they leave the kids in line to see Santa. And it takes them a while because it's a really long line to get up to the top. Everybody knows what's going to happen. He gets to the top. There's it's, it's a really funny scene. You've got the elf who's really pissed off that they have to be there. There's always an elf who's really miserable. <laughs> um, very Something funny. Else. The Santa Claus is not... a Like, they are over it they're not you know they're not this magical santa claus they are just like fucking come on kid like get off my fucking lap you know like they're this is the state that they're in mentally while this is happening and the kids are just like oh my god this is gonna be magical when i get to see santa claus finally and tell him what i want and so it takes a long time for ralphie to get up the front and then finally he does and he tries to tell Santa what he wants, but he freezes, and he can't think straight. And so he just says, uh, and says, like, what do you want? You want a football? You want a whatever? And he's like, yeah, football, whatever. And says, like, okay, fine, kid, bye. And they try to push him down the slide, and then he's like, no! That's not what I want! I want a... Julie. <laughs> I really want a, more than anything else in the world, I want a... An official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. That's right. (laughs) That's exactly what I want. That's it. So he finally tells Santa Claus himself. And Santa Claus tells him... You'll shoot your eye out. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, he gets denied again... And they push him down the slide at the top of the hill where you see Santa Claus. In the movie, Santa puts his dirty ass boot. Yeah, he does. Like right on they, him. And, and the, in the music, in the, him. in the script that I was reading when I was forming the synopsis, it says that he like puts his boot on the. Yes, <laughs> he legit just like kicks Ralphie down in the, the face. slide. They do like a POV cam in the movie. Yeah, yeah, where it's like. Like, like you like can a, see his boot coming at the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's classic. It's classic. But that slide, if you were a kid when you watched this movie, you were always like, oh, that slide looks so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? When I went and saw Santa, I didn't go down the slide. Yeah. And slide. Randy was like terrified of the whole situation. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Randy would go up and to Santa and then just go, ah! get him off me. That's exactly what happened. Um, I have a little (laughs) bit of personal experience with this because I, for a winter, worked as an elf at Macy's and Herald Square in Times Square in New York. Um, And so I was a part of this whole thing. (laughs) I was a part of this world where the elves and the Santa Clauses and the children um, came together. It's one of the biggest, like, Santa Santa lands. Um, And it was pretty crazy. Like, we had to train the Santa Clauses how to deal with children who would freak out. Yeah. So, like, we had this whole thing where we would go and we would, like, act and pretend like we were kids who would have different types of issues when they sat, (laughs) sat on Santa's lap. And it was just, like, we would, like, literally train the Santa Clauses how to react to hostile children. 
something. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's that scene. It's amazing. It's pretty fun. It's pretty amazing. But moving on, we go back to the Parker's house, and it's the middle of the night, and this is after he's seen Santa, been told, you'll shoot your eye out, blah, blah, blah. So he's sleeping. There is a crash in the Parker house in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden, we come into the living room, and we see that the lamp, the leg lamp, <gasps> is on the ground. It's fallen. It is broken. Oh, God, oh, no. no. Yes. The old man is devastated. As one should be. Mm-hmm. At what has befallen his leg lamp, his prize. And so he, you know, he he was on to the fact that Mother wasn't the biggest fan of the leg lamp. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, correctly um, guesses that she has destroyed the lamp. And they get into a fight. And so they get, it's it's sad. They fight. They storm out on each other. And he heads off to the store because he's like, I gotta, I gotta fix it. I'm gonna go buy some glue. Fine. Mother leaves to go to the next door neighbor's house. <laughs> Sorry. One of my favorite. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go buy some glue. And she's like, we're out of glue. And one of my favorite lines from the movie is when he goes, you use all the glue on, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorite lines from the movie. <laughs> so and it's not verbatim in the musical, but, like, he says a version of yeah. that. <laughs> I, I would want that on, like, an ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> I would want one that says, why is the floor all wet, Todd? And then I would want one that says, you used all the glue <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> we should start a business. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Our idea. You yeah. can't take it's it. It's copyrighted. You used all the glue on purpose. <laughs> Enoch. Oh God. So anyway, these two very responsible parents leave their house and leave their children unattended to late at night. It seems about right for yep. the forties. Sure. Yeah. And I mean I, I guess I mean the mom's just next door, so yeah. maybe she just wants to talk to her neighbor, you know, be like, ah. Oh, Maybe you have a drinky poo. My husband's such a dick. Give me some wine. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. I get it. He broke his leg. I get it. She broke She broke the leg. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he had the gall to be upset about it. Oh, my God. I, my head cannon was always that she hundo percent broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious that she did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they leave, and then so Ralphie and... Um, his brother, what's his name? Randy. Randy. <laughs> Randy. Randy. Are left alone in the house. And they both wake up and they're like, mom and dad are fighting. Um, what are we going to do about it? They're so cute. I know. So they have this whole sequence where they're trying to figure out how to help their parents stop fighting because they don't want them to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. And also slash, like, how do I make sure you still get presents tomorrow? Yeah, Wait, exactly. How do, we, how do I still get my gun? Right. Yeah, he's like, I want my gun. He's like, if my parents are fighting, how am I going to get my BB gun? Um, so they try to figure out what to do, and they're like, maybe if we just make them really happy, they'll come home and they'll forget about it and they'll be just really glad. So they sing the song Before the Old Man Comes Home, which is just like this cute little thing. And Ralphie's trying to help help Randy eat because they know that's such a big problem that's been stressing their mom out lately is that Randy won't eat. And so he's like, if you just fucking eat the fucking carrots, Randy. (laughs) 
Mom will be happy. And Randy's like, I can't. Oh, a whole carrot. He's like, eat the fucking carrots, Randy. God. It's going to save our parents' marriage. I can't. A whole carrot? Eat the fucking carrot. A whole baby carrot? Yeah. I can't do it. This is just asking a lot. It's a lot. But then they are like, well, maybe if we fix the lamp, that'll make things better. So they're trying to fix the lamp, but, you know, surprise, surprise, they're children. They can't fix the lamp because it's really messed up. Yeah, and the lamp is really done. Yeah, it is. It's really broken. It's hella broken. It's hella broken. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, well. So eventually their parents do come back to the house and they're like, oh, okay, fine. Fine. It's fine. We're fine. So they make up. They apologize to each other for their fighting. And um, mother helps father put the leg in a box to put out on the street for the trash. I put my leg in a box. (laughs) (laughs) Sexual. (laughs) Now I can't walk. (laughs) I thought it was that he like buried it in the backyard. I think that was in the movie. I remember it going into a box. Yeah, I thought he buried it. My father buried it. I remember it. I remember, like, in the the live version, it was just, like, in a trash can. But I yeah, thought, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought he said that, like, he buried it. Yeah, I feel like in the movie, it was, like, a spoof. Like, that night, the old man took a shovel out there. <laughs> <laughs> buried the leg. Laid the leg to rest or something. <laughs> yeah, I can swear I heard taps in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, all of a sudden, it's Christmas Eve! Woo! And Randy... Oh, this was Christmas Eve? This is Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. So now they're back in their beds, and it's Christmas Eve, and all the children, they're all having a hard time falling asleep because they are imagining that Santa is on his way delivering those presents. I could never... To this day, I can't sleep on Christmas Eve. Aw, that's yeah. so cute. And I, I, cute. I, like, I don't believe in Santa anymore, but, like, I'm just so excited for Christmas Day. Like, because, like, I've gotten gifts for people. I'm excited to hang out with my family. Like, yeah. it's still hard for me. When I was a little girl, um, we always, my three sisters and I, we always slept in the same bed on Christmas Aww. Day. That's adorable. It was just, like, a thing we did. We would all, like, slumber party in the same bed. Yeah. And I would try to stay up late. I think it's actually how I accidentally found out Santa wasn't real. <laughs> I think I, we always would stay up to try to hear like Santa and we couldn't so we would all fall asleep but I think when I got just old enough I could stay awake and I snuck downstairs and I saw my parents putting presents out and I was like yeah. oh I was like oh it's still fine I still get presents in the morning yeah. good night <laughs> I remember going to sleep and my mom always put like this candle you know how like you decorate and you can put candles as lights in your windows mm-hmm. yeah and there was an orange candle in my window and I remember like trying to go to sleep but I had this fucking light in my room that I wasn't mm-hmm. used to <laughs> and just being like Okay, but like so exciting. My family starts decorating so early. We had candles in our window like December one. Yeah, Yeah. not even November one. (laughs) We're the kind of family like some people hate this. We're like we're like after Halloween, Christmas, Christmas, Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) That's fun. The inside of my parents' house looks like goddamn Macy's. They decorate the shit on. We decorated the inside, but the lights on the outside. We're just um, a late, yeah. a late addition. Always, well, because yeah. of like electricity. Oh, okay. so like we didn't yeah. waste any electricity. I have a more of a macabre, I guess, um, <laughs> association with Christmas Eve. My grandfather died on Christmas Eve. Oh no! no. 
I was nine years old and he died. I mean, he had lung cancer. We knew he was dying. Mm-hmm. We didn't know exactly like when. And he lived in Michigan and we lived in New York. So it was, you know, a distance. But I woke up on Christmas Eve. We'd gone to bed and I was like, this is really sad. My grandfather's dying, but I'm also excited. I don't know how to feel. Oh, how I feel right now. I'm in a glass case of emotions. A glass case of emotions. And I woke up at like 11 after going to bed and I went downstairs and told my mother that my, her father was dead. <laughs> Aww. And then the phone rang, and they were telling her that her father was dead. Wow. Oh, no. I told her before we knew, because wow. I was psychic. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, you heard it here first, folks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Titties. <laughs> Jennifer Titties. Jennifer Titties. We can't break it down to Jenny. Yeah. Sorry, Jennifer, right. it's more Jennifer Titties. Jennifer Titties. <laughs> so now every Christmas Eve, I'm kind of like, oh, this is exciting. Tomorrow's Christmas. But I'm also like... Oh, but also my grandfather is dead. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's always a little bit of a bummer. I feel like we always talk about your grandfather. I have too. Really? So, yeah. I don't know if... We're I, always no, talking about... Well, no. during Carousel... During Carousel... You were like, my grandfather's from Boston, and then she no, did a... Yeah. Her grandfather. Right, right, right. right. And Boston. then she was like, oh, I hope I... Are, I hope, are you... I hope I didn't... Offend him with my, with my accent. accent. I'm like, I hope you did. And she said, I hope you didn't. And she was like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my different grandfathers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, right. let's move on. Hey. All right, so they're all waiting for Santa to come. We hear the song, Somewhere Hovering Over Indiana. And then it's finally Christmas morning. And Ralphie sees this big box, and he's just like, yes, yes, yes. And he opens it, and it just so <laughs> happens to be a pink bunny suit that was from his aunt. What everybody and oh. his mom forces him to go upstairs and put it on and come downstairs. Oh, and then, you bet your ass if my kid got a bunny onesie yeah. and put that shit on. But also, I feel like my kid would be more excited about it. Like, yes, I got this bunny onesie. Do you think if you had a little boy? Yeah. I, I do. I think that Riker would be excited for a bunny oh, onesie. Oh, yeah, he probably would. Probably yeah. Would well, I, I also think Ralphie's, like, maybe, like, 11 or 12. So no, he's yeah, 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 he's a little bit older. Riker's, like, was four. A baby. He'd be like, oh, Riker the other day was like, I'm going to be five in four days. And then he was like, <laughs> four months. <laughs> <laughs> so Ralphie comes down the steps. He's so pissed. And then the old man's just like, take that shit off. This is not, they're like, no, okay? <laughs> so Ralphie's like moping. He's disappointed he didn't get his BB gun. Um, but then the old man is like, hey, there's one more present left for you. And he unwraps the gift and it reveals the joy. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait. Official Red Rider range model carbine action BB gun with the compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Yes! Oh, he got it! He got, it. He got the baby! He yes. got the gun. I think it would be really funny if like someone wrote a sequel to this musical and it's just about how Ralphie turns into a serial killer. Yes. Oh. You know, um, like... Yeah. Maybe he became Dexter when he grew up. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, we should do that. So Ben Platt calls. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> so he's so excited to go and try out his gun that he immediately just runs outside and we hear the reprise Ralphie to the rescue. And of course, he shoots it once and the shot rebounds off of something in the yard and it hits Ralphie right in the fucking face. I shot my eye out! I shot my eye out! And it breaks 
his glasses. And Fuck! Mother, like, hears something, and she runs outside, and, and Ralphie's lying on the ground, and she's just like, oh, fuck. And Ralphie is laying there, and he's just like, there was an icicle. Yeah, an icicle. An icicle. There was an icicle, and it fell off the roof, and it broke my glasses. So, um, she takes him inside to help him, and she accidentally leaves the door open. And because she does this, they have, um, their neighbors, they're called the Bumpus, and their hounds, their dogs, run inside and they destroy the the Christmas dinner. Oh, I almost said the kitchen dinner. I think I called them Dobermans earlier. They're hounds. Yeah, the yeah, hounds. They're, they're supposed to be hounds. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's just in the live version, they explicitly said they use, like, rescue dogs. Yeah. They're yeah, very yeah. clearly, like, they're like not hounds. Yeah, they were, like, retrievers of some kind. Also, very quickly, I forget, in my script that I read when I made the synopsis, I don't remember seeing this, but in the Christmas story live, they have it, so it might be in there. Um, apparently, when Ralphie ran inside, Mother says something like, oh, and I hope you learned your lesson or whatever. And adult Ralphie, a.k.a. Gene, the narrator, is AKA just like... A.k.a. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, a.k.a. Matthew Broderick. Which is like, wait a minute, you knew the whole time that, like, I shot myself with the BB gun? Uh, yeah. Which I, think, which I think is an interesting nuance. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's action in the script or yeah. they added yeah. that. Um... So their Christmas dinner is ruined. Like, everything's just going to shit. Eaten by the home. Eaten by the home. <laughs> so they destroyed. decide to go to the local Chop Suey Palace to eat instead. Um, and the waiters there start singing Christmas carols for them. And they have this great dinner, a new dinner. They try something new. They and it's duck. actually kind of perfect because... Schwartz, the Schwartz family, the Schwartz in the live, in the live version, the Schwartz family, they're there because they're in the in the script, they're there as well. I I don't think Anna Gosteyer is there. I think it's just that, like I think it's Mister Parker, the old man. It's just like look, the Schwartz family, yeah, right, because they're Jewish and it's Christmas, so they're there. Yeah. And then they all kind of realize that it hasn't been such a bad Christmas after all, and we hear. The end song, a Christmas story. Title song. Yes. It's so sweet. Yes. I it is, it is and sweet. in the movie, I feel like I love the scene where Mother and the old man are just, it's dark, and they're having their nightcap, and it's snowing, and they're looking out the, the window. Kids are in bed. And the kids are in bed, and yeah. Ralphie is sleeping with his fucking Yeah, he's gun. like sleeping <laughs> yep. No, David and I do that all the time. We're like, when we're deck, we're like, I'm a big, I'm a huge Christmas fan. As soon as we can get a tree, I'm like, Christmas tree. And David, two years in a row, he's been like, this tree's too big. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. Because I love a Christmas tree. You're full National Lampoon Christmas up there. Oh, I'm full on National Lampoon Christmas. (laughs) I love a big... We have a pretty decent size. Yeah. It's It's just... It's it's limited by tallness, but wideness is fine. Yeah. I love decorating, having lights up, playing a Yule log. And I forget... I, I have a record player and I love playing my records when I can... And I forget what I was playing, but there was one time we were sitting on the couch and just like no lights were on except the Christmas lights. We had like a Yule log on, we were playing the records, and David was like, this song seems like it's the perfect song for like, the kids have opened all their presents, and they're in bed, and we're just like enjoying our evening. And I was like, that's exactly right. And to me, that is like the perfect, the ultimate Christmas vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the presents are all open. Mm -hmm. Whoever needs to be in bed is in bed. Yeah. Everyone else is just 
enjoying the remnants mm-hmm. of Christmas and the lights are lit and the music is playing and you're having a drink and there's a fire going. It's a pretty yeah. magical feeling. It's 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 yeah. a really good moment because yeah. you're like the stress is over. I don't gotta get presents anymore. Yeah. We can just enjoy this season. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm obsessed with Christmas. It's my Aww. favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, I feel like I used to be like a Halloween is my favorite holiday kind of person. <laughs> and it's definitely like up there. I love Halloween. I love dressing up in costumes and mm-hmm. going to parties. But God damn it, I love Christmas. Christmas is so good. Christmas yeah. is so good. I'm the kind of person who, fuck you. If if <laughs> if, if Hallmark starts playing Christmas movies on October 27th, I'm watching Christmas movies. Listen. It's I, happening. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I feel like we watched Elf a couple days ago. <laughs> or no, a couple Did weeks you? ago. It was on. I mean, wait, what month are we in? It's June. It's June right now. I just bought, I, I bought a Christmas story <laughs> musical live. <laughs> when when the pandemic started, a radio station near us played Christmas music. Yes, they did. Aww. I loved it. I was, I, I, not that I was driving my car very often, but the few times I was in my car that like maybe one week or maybe on weekends, I would put that station on specifically because so they were cute. playing Christmas music. And I was like, you know what? Because they were like, this is what we need. Yeah. Yeah. We have this one specific station in our area that they they take a poll on their website. They're like, what date do you want us to start playing Christmas music? Oh. And people people vote. Yeah. And people typically vote for earlier. And then as soon as people vote, like, whatever date it is, that's it. I love music. it in the morning. I love it. How they do the guess the answer thing. And they have um they, they have Santa so kids can call in. I love it. And they can talk to Santa. I don't listen to the so station, but I B one oh one point one. B one oh one one point one. What are they? Are they they're not more FM anymore, are they? No. I think they're not more I don't listen to a lot of radio. So yeah. It used to be B- I play my own. I I do a good Michael Bublé. And then they were <laughs> yeah. Throw one, some kind of classics in there. Throw the classics in there. This Good. station plays a lot of the classics, so I if see, like you I want like a more all, fresh, I love a jazzy Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm all about the jazzy Christmas. Michael music. Buble like comes yes. out of hibernation. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, he's rips just like his I'm shirt here. off. Yeah, he's like, hello, America, I'm Canadian. I'm Michael Buble. We always yeah. do this at the end of our episodes. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're, we're done. done. Yeah. Like, I like. Went to go throw away my but that's the end, everyone. Yeah, that's, that's it. the end of the Christmas story musical. We're so done. thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas in July. I hope Christmas in July is everything that you hoped it would be. I hope Santa brings you everything you wanted. Uh-huh. I hope whatever state you're in, that they are handling things appropriately. If you're able to be out and about in the world, yep. safely do that. If not, just keep holding on. We'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Hopefully by actual Christmas, we'll have a vaccine. Yes. And this will all be yes. the vaccine. Everything will be great. But until then, we promise we will be here posting bi-weekly. That's right. Yes. And I know we say this. I know we say this always. I just want to mention this. I know oh. we say this in our, like, recorded after segment. I don't know how many of you guys listen to it, so I'm just going to say it here. Email us. Yes. Yeah. Follow our Instagram. Our email is we are definitely drunk. We are definitely drunk. At gmail.com. It's true. We want to know what musicals you guys want us to do. True. Like, email us. Send us what musicals you want us to yes. do. Yes. We'll do them. We yeah. Will. We. Here's the hot secret. We only plan a couple weeks in advance. Yeah. So we have like three or four in the pipeline, but like, we're pretty lax about We're that. pretty yeah. chill. So, like, like, if there's a musical we'll you want us up. to do, hit us up. Let us know. You know, we'll do it. It's probably a musical we know. If not, 
We will research it. We'll watch productions of it, and yep. we'll get ready. And we will do it for you. We want to yeah. do the. We want to do the material that you guys want to hear. So true, Julie. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to bring it up. I know we have like a post scene here where like you're going to hear this again. You're going to hear our social media handles. Yeah. And whatnot. So like, definitely keep listening. If I wasn't clear enough for you. <laughs> um. But and, and it'll really, have our really know how to get a hold of it. It'll have our exact like handles and stuff. Yeah. So like in case any of you guys just like turn this off as soon as we stop talking, listen for a few more seconds. You'll get our social media handles. Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to do, and we will do it for you. I promise. It's Woo! so true. Let us do a clink clinkies, and we will call tonight. Good night. Good night, Good night. everyone. Woo! Christmas Woo! story. Merry Christmas. Woo! Merry Christmas. Have yourself a merry little. this podcast make sure to leave a rating and review to let us know what shows you want us to do and don't forget to subscribe to get alerts when more episodes are posted this show is edited by david m for links to additional show content check out our tumblr at drunkmusicals.tumblr.com or our instagram drunk musical podcast or our twitter at drunk underscore musicals and finally you can email us at we are definitely drunk at gmail.com 